Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Emma Venn, and I'm with Afropel gospel podcast and we're going live on facebook this sunday afternoon september 6th i am your host and my guest today is pastor moses soiree we're so excited to have him on this afternoon god bless you god bless you and um we're just waiting as people are coming on how are you doing today oh i'm doing good i'm doing good uh Thank God for life, for many blessings. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. I'm making sure I don't have two audio going at the same time. But while we're getting people to tune in, I'm sorry we, uh, for the delay here, folks. But while we're waiting for people to come in, this song, y'all by Pastor Moses Soiree. This song I've been listening to all afternoon and it just blesses my heart. So while we're waiting, guys, before we get in, we're giving another five minutes here, but I have to play this worship song and then we'll go into some other songs. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining. Please share with your friends. Please tell someone that we're on. Tell someone about this. We're here. Hallelujah. This song is Almighty God. Hallelujah. Almighty God. If you are Lord, you are 
Hallelujah. And if you're watching and you want to say something, just drop a note in there. Let us know you're watching, where you're watching from. We appreciate it. I sang, I was sounding horrible, but I just have to <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> I just have to join in there. I just have to join in there. Such a powerful, powerful worship song, Pastor Mo, uh, Moses. Thanks again for tuning in. We're going to go ahead and get started. Please share with your friends. Tell your friends that we're live and we have none other than gospel artists and pastors so he comes in with two roles so we're going to be hearing some music from him <laughs> and we're going to be hearing some words from him this afternoon so let's go ahead and get started thank you for tuning in thank you michael for joining in uh, my mom is watching thank you um we'll see you later mommy uh Maria, thank you charles edder thank you catherine thank you these are all family on here Arthur, thank you for tuning in. We're going to turn it over to Pastor Moses to introduce himself. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Moses Suare. I'm a gospel recording artist. Uh, I'm a pastor as well. Um, I love to teach the word. And uh, a philanthropist. I'm not very good at introducing myself. Because, oh. <laughs> because, like, um, usually, uh, you know, I, I don't mind when people say Moses White, you know, but I'm Pastor Moses White. Awesome. And that is good enough. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. So we're going to go right into it. How did you get into the gospel music? Um, it was about calling. You know, it was by calling. I didn't just wake up one day and say, you know, I feel like singing. Gotcha. You know, it's not like I had a choice to. It's not like um, I, I was giving options to sing. Um, it was simply by calling. Uh, I was born to uh, a Muslim father, you know, fundamental Muslims. And um, I had my own fair time as a kid to go to the mosque and to go to the church. But I, I just, I found my place in the church. You know, that's where I found my place. And when I was growing, at seven years old, like I used to just take all those um, secular songs in Africa when I was a child and uh, sing them word for word and I will entertain my father's friends when they come. But then that gift became meaningful when I went to the church okay. at a young age. Because by eight years old, um, eight, nine years old, I could easily pick up an American song and teach it to the choir you know, part tune by tune. So it's just a whole, you know, thing that I grew up with since I was a child. And as I grew up, I, I just found um, pleasure and saw it as a blessing and an opportunity to, you know, to, to, to continuously sing for God 
along along the way because it's not about um, the gospel music you mm -hmm. know um, I tell people I tell a lot of young people you don't do gospel music to bribe God no <laughs> you, you know um, God's doing gospel music don't come with extra credit for qualifying for heaven right right you know and doing gospel music don't even guarantee that you're really going to be, be having money either. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, there are some people who are doing secular music that know God and they are, they are blessed. Yeah. And there, isn't, there ain't no devil blessing them. Mm. But you do gospel music because you're convicted to. Amen. Amen. Because you see it as an honor for living, living your life and serving God, denying yourself of some pleasurable things mm -hmm. just so his gospel can be able to go to all men because for the gospel to go to nations, yeah. it has to be sacrificed. Yes. Yeah. So if you're doing it with the intention of being center stage or in the spotlight or being a superstar or mm. being called a big artist or to make names you will live frustrated for the rest of your life Jesus. because god is not when you're sacrificing for him he's not after you it's him you're the donkey he's the master he's using you to ride into jerusalem and that's just what it is amen that is something yeah. right there yes um, you know because, so People, yeah, go people think going uh, into gospel music and the fame that comes along with it. But like you say, you have to be convicted. It's a calling. If you're, I see you've been doing this um, oh, uh, a long time too. So if it was yeah. just something, a fly by the way, just to be make your name, then you will not be in it this long. But thank God you, you've been here for a long time. So you just said something. You said your father was Muslim. So you had the opportunity to live with a Christian mother and a Muslim father, is that? Yeah, and it's not, my mom did her fair share of introducing me to the things of God, you know, and she made sure of that. Now she did not force me to do it, yeah. but she made sure of that. Um, it was evident at an early age that the hand of God was upon my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, to her, it even took me a long time to become a pastor. She thought, well, I've been a pastor in my 20s. Really? Wow. Yeah, but at some point in my 20s, I was busy being young as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to deal with the pressure and get molded, you know, for the breaking. So when the tough time come, um, I will be able to withstand it. But my father, my father, on the other hand, uh, he was a very pleasant man. He was uh, the nicest man I ever knew. But it's not just him. It's the pressure from family. Because when you are a fundamental Muslim, if your child becomes anything other than Islam, you're supposed to disown them. Wow. wow. You know, but he never did that. Um, he never did. Uh, every now and then he tried to talk to me. Yeah. But I always used to tell him, I said, listen, if you can convince me mm. why Jesus is not the way yeah. for me, then I'll become Muslim. Hmm. But never got to convince me. He brought, I remember one time with Katie, he brought some kid who he said was a scholar from UL and blah, blah, blah. And, and the kid ended up running away after he and I went through the history of both the Quran. Because I'm somebody who read a lot. And I don't just read all things Bible. And that's the mistake sometimes we make. We think, you know, this is why most Christians cannot debate because right. we don't open our mind to other things. And as right. soon as somebody says something against Christianity, we start to get upset and want to take it personal. And, and, and you know, 
yeah. and start getting in our feelings. And nobody ain't care about your feelings if you cannot defend. Defend, yes. <laughs> you know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but it, it was a serious pressure from his family. It was a serious pressure from his family. Um, but uh, before, you know, he, he, he accepted that before the, his, late, his letter years, um, before he died. Um, but it was a serious pressure for his family. But for me, if I never, this is what I tell you, if I never had a personal encounter with Jesus, mm -hmm. I would have nothing to prove being a Christian. Right. Right. If having Jesus wasn't a one, I'm not a religious person. I always tell people, you're looking for religion, don't find me. Because yeah. I think religion is a bunch of rules and made by men to restrict another man. That's how I see it. Yeah. But my relationship with God has been so deep as a child up until now. So me being a Christian is purely, it's really based on a one-on-one -on -one encounter and when i'm ministering the gospel this is what i want people this is what i always tell people don't find god through your pastor don't build a relationship with god through your papa or your daddy Thank you. yes. build a relationship an intimate and personal relationship with god because if you build a relationship with God through your papa, through your daddy, through your man of God, mm -hmm. the day that man of God disappoints you, you will leave the gospel and you'll go back into the things of the world because you never knew God in the first place. Exactly. And men will disappoint us. They will let us down and they will frustrate us. It, it, you, you got a point right there that if you come to know God, it has to be a one-on-one -on -one relationship. It Absolutely. cannot be based on anybody else's because we are men and we are going to make mistakes. We are going to fall. And if you put that man on a high pedestal and he, <laughs> he falls. One of, the one of the major characteristics of a man is he is subject to change. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. Yep. And God is not. That's not so true. any man. A man will change at any point, whether he's a bishop, pastor, there, there will come a time that there will be some falling, there will be yeah. some waking up, and, yeah. you know, people will have disappointments. But when you see God, when, when there is no breach, you know, when Jesus becomes the only breach between you and God, you know, it's a whole different experience. It is. It is. Thank you. Thank you for that. I want to welcome you guys coming on. My, my cousin Yeto is on here. I know I, I saw you guys briefly yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yeto, yes, what's up? Um, so during the African month in September, I saw that, and you were on yeah. there. And speaking of, I'm just going to segue into that. Um, you have collaborated with a few artists, but your most recent song, Jehovah Over, uh, Jehovah Overdue. Overdue. Mm-hmm. I wanted, how did you get in that collaboration with Eben? Uh, did you reach out to him? Did he reach out to you? How did that happen? Um, over the years, I have been doing uh, a, a, a series of concerts every year, a worship experience, uh, interdenominational, and uh, uh, I'll say a global worship experience beyond borders without you know one nationality um called god alone the ultimate experience okay and god alone brings together people from different background different culture whether you're jamaican right. you know uh, it's actually uh the first kind of gospel experience that is done by a liberian that is not centered around only liberians awesome so every year we look to bringing different people. We've had Kim Burrell, Willa McDowell, right. you know, we've had Vicky Yoi, oh. uh, different, different people, uh, Joe Praise, yeah. you know, Uche. So every, every time uh, when we're doing these concerts, um, we build relationship. Right. For me, relationship is very important. Yeah. You know, it's not just, the artists come, sing, leave, and that's it. Yes. 
I'm an artist myself. So we built relationship over the time. Uh, so Eben was in town. Uh, he was doing something with Pastor Chris and Benny Ann. Uh, and um, uh, my manager and his manager got in touch. And his manager had seen also the kinds of work that we've been doing over the years. Yeah. So my manager became like his booking manager here in the States. Oh, okay. Eben's booking manager in the States. Okay. So um, we, we, we were doing a worship evening in, in Maryland. And uh, while we were driving, he was listening to the last album I did about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, too, I record songs I really never get to use. Oh. So sometimes I have a lot, like I have a lot better over, I don't know, 30. So they have many songs that no one ever listened to, but it's recorded. It's final. It's just, it's just there. Mm-hmm. And I do that most of the time. I just did a couple of few. I mean, I just did a few songs. Uh, you this up. So, anyways, uh, so my manager kept on saying Moses did. Moses just did a song, uh, an Afro pop song. He's not using it. He's just keeping it. I, I think it's really a good song. You know, because sometimes maybe I'm not. I did it, but then I'm not inspired at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I, at some point, I would want to come back to it and say, "This is what this song was missing." Now, let me put it there. Okay. So it's all a spiritual and divine, you know, thing to spread about it. I don't just take product and put it outside. Okay. okay. Because I got to put some work outside for people to listen to. Right. Um, I pray about the season. Is it the right season to do it? Is it the right time to move? Yeah. You know, if I'm not inspired, if I don't feel that God is speaking to me at that point to put it out, I won't. Okay. So I did the song, it was just there. So my manager said, so you see, if I had rushed after recording that song to release it, we wouldn't have had a Jehovah Overdue with Eben. Yes, yes. You know, so my manager played the song for him and right away he started like, wow, (laughs) oh boy, this one, this one is the jam, oh, this one, oh boy. Oh boy, this yeah. is bad. You know, so he was saying, um, what we need to do, you know, we need to put some bass guitar here. We need to change the drum line into because the drum line wasn't the way it was. He said it wasn't the way it is now. Exactly. So he just told me we need. To, we just talked some few musical things. Yeah, if we keep the drum going, if we keep this going, so we said okay. Uh, why not send it to the producer? Because his manager is also his music director. Why not send it to, to you know? So we sent it to his music director, and his music director came up with it. Awesome. He read he the whole song. Awesome. A structure, the drum line, the feel, the groove, everything was just in place. So um, even and I took the song. Um, you know, he did his spot. And uh, we scheduled, I went down to Nigeria, we shot the video. Um, The song was released, the song was done. The song and the video was done in April. Oh, okay. But then I, again, this was not the time that God wanted me to put it out. Gotcha, right. So I kept it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always in a rush. It's about seasons, it's about timing. Yeah. So I told my man, my manager about the song is done. Why not release it? It's Corona time. People will want to, I said, no, it's Corona time. This is the season to minister a, a more a miraculous messages from God yeah. more. So that's when I did a live worship, just in studio live worship session, like what you were listening to before yeah. we came on. Yeah. That's when I did that. And I told her, I said, when the pandemic start to slow down, and that would be a time of testimony yeah. because people would have survived, people would have made it through. Made it through. That would be the time to release Jehovah Overdue. Amen. Okay, so 
you've given us the story behind the song. If it's okay with you, and I know Facebook have this privacy or whatever law that it is not, I have no rights to the song, but we have the artist that may sang the song. So if it is okay with you, we're gonna, for you that have not heard this song, Behover Overdue, we're gonna go ahead and play this song by Pastor Moses and Eden. Behover Overdue. Let's try to keep on the Are you ready? <laughs> could join us we have today live pastor moses soiree and someone asked where you are from he is from liberia pastor moses soiree from liberia and you know you said something about your god alone uh, concert and this is what Afropel is about because um it's a gospel it's african gospel so i find it's not only centered around liberian i interview and talk to a lot of artists from different places and not only in west africa either because now i have uh, friends in tanzania and in cameroon and in um what else kenya that i've done so um it is something when it comes to the things of god there is no black or white there's no african there's no um, american there's no german the bible tells us in revelation that there is everyone there singing and praising. There's no color or creed. So that's what the gospel is all about. You're sharing the gospel. It doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, but once you're doing the things of God, you're sharing God's word. That is all that I am interested in. So what was the inspiration uh, behind this song, Give Over Overdue? Is there a story behind it? Yeah, um, just... It's just an unexplainable goodness of God, you know. There are some things that you have, there are some things that happen in your life and you, you can find the words to, to mm -hmm. add to it. 
but there are some things that you just can't find the words to put to it. Because it's not like God would just do it. It's like he did it and then he never stopped. Yes. He keeps doing it every day, every day. I I, I was in um some years back, not not uh few years, maybe three years back. I was in one of I was in the toughest place of my life I've ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, um a place of Radical lies, disgrace, small own period. Uh, I mean, I was dragged. It's just for things I really uh, I knew nothing about, you know. And even people in the gospel who are taught mm. would have been um, there. The situation exposed, you know, who they really were. Wow. And not any of people, of the people who called themselves minister, pastor. Mm. Not really, maybe one or two that I know, but nobody called and said, man of God, let me pray with you. In fact, some of them even publicly started celebrating Hmm. what it was wow and i went through it and those were situations that i have seen men kill themselves wow commit suicide but in that time i found i just i just saw another side of god i've known him all my life but Hmm. what the the part of it when he says the battle is not yours. Yes. Mm. I took that. I said, well, if the battle is not mine, I would like to see you make this victory of yours public as well. Amen. Amen. You know, and my entire life, every concert I had, and, and all these things I'm telling you, I had concerts already planned throughout the whole year in different states. I was hurting. I was bleeding. But I couldn't cancel any of those concerts. Wow. Wow. What people saw, and, and this is what, and this is what gospel artists need to understand. You are a vessel and that's it. Yes, yes, yes. The smile, the grace that people saw. It was just a vessel. The me as a man was broken. Wow. There were many nights that I will cry my eye out. Mm. Water, fountains, and then leave from my hotel, then go to the church, and God will use me to still minister to people and minister effectively. Wow. And, 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 and great things will happen. Mm. So all I was doing the whole time that those years i was just praying either praying audio bible because what you expose your mind to will consume you yes 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 so i refuse to expose my mind to people to too many negativity i had my mind buried in the word of god praying fast read bible listening to influential preachers i know yes 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 so it kept me grounded. It kept me moving. And I'm telling you, when God, when God gets ready to move, after <laughs> that period, yeah. when God justified me in front of people and, and different things happen. Jesus. I'm te- look, that year, I'm telling you, I was even doing a concert. Ministers. People went to other pastors and told them, oh, don't host him to do your concert. Don't do this. The concert was still a sold-out concert. Wow. Wow. And after after that year, I experienced the goodness of God in a whole different way. And by the time that period was over, boom, doors just opened like that. Jesus. Without measure. Like, I don't struggle for for if i wanted to have 
any collaboration with any African artist today, it won't be a struggle. And that's pure testimony. Amen. Amen. Wow. So it was just a whole, so when I, when, that moment, when I think about that moment, that's how I, I, I just, I put together, I say, you know what, I won't write a gospel song about, I'm not a gospel song, I won't write a worship song about this. Mm -hmm. I, I will write a praise song, a, a, a joyous celebration song, Amen. you know, a, a song of, of dancing and praise to mm -hmm. God because yeah. the place he took me from, yeah. he just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the overdoing grace of God. That's the Hallelujah. God right there. They're taking over, taking over grace. That's, that's, that's just it right there. That's what happened. And that is interesting when you said that you will go to your hotel room and you will cry your eyes out. But when you get in front of the people, you're giving God's message to them. I just went I, down to what the Bible tells us about testing him. The Bible tells us to test him and see. Funny enough, while he was using me to build people, he was building me on stage right before them. Wow. Without them knowing, without, without them knowing hmm, that God was working in and on your behalf. Right. And um, that is a good uh, message right there. You, I was looking back and I saw a thing you did in 2016 with the Liberian Star Views uh, on Instagram. And one thing you said was, my lifelong career is music. With that, the word privacy does not really exist. As an artist, giving my fans and followers and supporters a true picture of my life from music to family mistakes, heartbreaks, and love, that could help someone, that uh, could help some of them in their own struggles. Let's talk about that. What did you mean about that when you made that statement? You know, we live in, we live in a PC world, but many of PC, we, um, uh, uh, we live in a politically correct yes. world. Yes, yes. A picture perfect world. Mm. Jesus. A world where people display what is true and what's not, in the sense where people only display beauty. Yeah. And not flaws. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. A world where people invest more into their image than into their reality. Jesus. Mm. So if you are looking for inspiration and you only focus on social media, mm. you're not going to get it because everything is fine with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. But as a servant, as a servant of God, as um, a child of God, if you're seeing my victory, I want you also learn lessons from my pain. Jesus, yes. Because even though you see my pain, but where you gonna learn? What you gonna learn lessons from? Is that when I fall, I'm not staying there. Amen. Amen. So when I wake up, it's meant for you to see it as well and wake up. Amen. Besides that, as a person, I'm very private. I'm like, I'm, I'm way too private for my own self. Yeah. <laughs> but with the kinds of things that we do, yeah. it's hard to just keep that work you, you know that, that word private because I'm not just a gospel artist like in Liberia I'm heavily involved into um, you know the entertainment industry and, 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 and other things and besides that I like fashion I want to I want to probably invest in it at some point in the future I, I know those are not the conventional pastor mentality but <laughs> you know yeah that's okay <laughs> That you know, I like, I like, I like create creative arts. Okay, that's right. You know, so so for me, 
I, I want to I like people, I, I want to um, have people see not just where I am or what I'm doing, but where I've come from. Because it, it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been pretty. Um, if, you, if somebody told me 10, 15 years ago that typical example, the budget for one album for me would have been 50,000, 60,000, I would say that lot. Mm. Wow. Because you're talking about five, ten years ago in places like Red Light, I barely <laughs> have food to eat. Right, right. Wow. I had one meal a day, mm. and my friends and I had to join. If you if you grew up in Liberia, you yeah, know no. what it is. Y'all, y'all privileged people. Mm. Um, please give me a minute. Mm. All right, <laughs> that means that you and your friend, y'all gonna eat his food now. Mm-hmm. And then eat yours later in the evening. Right, right. <laughs> I remember those days. You know? Mm-hmm. So if, if you haven't been in a place where that where you you come from school before trying to find food to eat. I tell you. Mm. It's different. You yeah. know, so if you haven't been down that road before, mm. if you haven't been down the road before where you work for ten dollars a month. Mm. Mm. Ten United States dollars a month. Wow. But remain diligent to your work as if to say you are making three thousand. Jesus, yes. Mm. And then God increases that ten dollars to twenty-five dollars a month. Amen. Mm. And He still sees how you remain diligent to it. Amen. Yes. And then out of nowhere, you start earning over a thousand dollars a month in a country like Liberia. Wow, wow. The grace of God, the goodness of God. So that's what I'm talking about. Hmm. And then all I know why you start earning from a thousand dollars more while you're living to Liberia and just and God just so it, it's a whole you know, it's a whole it's a whole process. It's a, it's, it's it's testimonial. It it, yes. it it doesn't it, it doesn't um it doesn't stop. So we've been we've been through things and we are still going through things. Yeah. Some of the things we go through now is just a testament of our faith because mm. all I see is asking, man, whatever, this thing's gonna pass. God just trying to give me a story to inspire people tomorrow. That's all he's trying to do. That's mm. it. That's mm. that's my mentality of a life right now. Whatever mm. something come away, I'll be like, and God just trying to give me, you know, he tried trying to give me more sermon for uh more testimony for two, three months to come, because this thing's gonna pass. That's it. That's just you know, it's just how I see it now. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I, I also, I, you talk about some of the things you're doing in Liberia. You know, before I get the artists, I want to just get a little bit about them. So I go back and try to dig up some stuff and see what you're doing. And um, you said you're a philanthropist and uh, you're doing some good in Liberia organization-wise. Can you tell us about your organization that you have? That is Well, I have. I have the Moses Fire Foundation, and uh, we were centered around providing scholarship for uh, and, and uh, scholarship for less privileged uh, kids, school fees, and things like that. But then I uh, shifted the focus in a few years. Um, God gave me a clear mandate in the past few years. Um, now I'm heavily involved with the Liberia Banner Association. Um, I, I think it's um, it's it, 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 it's it's a very very serious cause, um, and I can easily relate to it. So um, I've become a voice for that, championing the cause, making sure that um, different opportunities, after school programs, and you know, trying to put the right structure in place so that every albino child should not be discriminated against only because they were born with a different uh, um, pigmentation or with a different skin color and just because they are not black like i was saying the other day um, in a conference call with with them you know we black people still complain about racism in america but then you go to africa they are (laughs) treating you know, and they are treating um, albinos different because of the because of the color of their skin. So, you know, where is the difference? Um, 
And I've also been appointed, I've been um, appointed uh, ambassador extraordinary for national and international affairs of the Liberian Albano Society. Um, so that that appointment will be made official um, by government in um, in October. Okay. So uh, it gives me uh, the office to speak on the issue globally and to represent, uh, you know, the cause globally and be able to also draw attention and and, and assistance that will really help in different, you know, in different ways yeah. in, in, in my country. And I, and I look forward to taking it beyond just my country, you know, oh, yeah. and to other African countries and speak on the issue as well. That is beautiful. Um, you're doing that because those are a group of people that really do get discriminated against. And there's so many things that they get left out of. So thank you for championing championing that cause. So we're going to go ahead and um, one more question I was going to ask you. Um, you. I know you have, when it comes to the African side, you can collaborate with a lot of people, but on the American side, if you were to collaborate with somebody, uh, who would be you, you, the main one person that you'd like to sing with? Hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't think about it that way. Okay. I think about it from song to song. Mm. Okay. You know, I think about it from song to song. And it's a it's a growing process. I want it to get to a place where I don't really have to dream about who to collaborate with. The work I do will kind of speak for itself over the years. And because literally my entire soul, my, my entire, you know, spirit lives in Africa, really. Okay. Uh, you know, like between now and December, I'm going to be there twice. Mm. You know, I'm, you know, doing ministry there. Mm. Uh, it's going to start running a church there soon, mm. you know. So, but here... I don't know. I, I think it, it, I think it, it, it varies. It's more like realistically, I look forward to working with more African artists than American artists. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes, because mm -hmm. in the future, it's going to, um, it, it, maybe there might be a, an artist that's going to come. Uh, maybe I'll say some, the person might, maybe Kirk Franklin, but he's not a singer. <laughs> And because of his writing, yeah, you know, um, I, I think Kirk Franklin sees a picture before he writes. Mm. And that's how I see it when I listen to his songs, the things he writes, the things he says, you know. So, yes, maybe Kirk Franklin, but it's not like I'm, I'm really dreaming about who the American yeah. artists to work with, you know, you. In, in, in the future. It's, it's just too much on my head that God has for me to do it every day. I'm consumed. I'm, you know, I'm just, yeah. that's why my world is really, is really guarded. I, I, I really don't have very close friends like that, that we go out, we hang, you know, besides being busy with ministry work, the only people that I really spend time with are my daughter. So that's, that's just it. Got you. That's all right. That's all good. I mean, uh, we're not going to uh, fault you for that. Uh, <laughs> so one thing I like to ask, another thing I like to ask is, um, and you said that, that during the Corona period, um, you did that song because that was the kind of song um, that live in the studio where you did that song. That was the time, the song for that season. Um, and I was saying prior to you coming back that do you want to listen to the worship song or do you want to listen to the praise song? I like worship. I'm going to listen to the worship song. But what is worship to you? Worship for me is uh, an extravagant expression uh, of who God is to you. Okay. You know, worship for me is getting God's attention to me and me only. Amen. 
if you are an adult, then you understand what romance is. Mm -hmm. Spiritually, worship is like romance. Jesus. Mm. So when I worship God, I ain't asking for nothing. I don't mm. care. I be calling God all the names in the book. I be making names up for him that he even <laughs> got. I be, you know, mm. that's what I worship is. Because when you worship, God comes to you. That's the difference. Amen. Amen. When you praise, mm. you really go to God. Mm. Okay. Okay. But when you worship, and if that worship is spiritual, it's you can connect. If you if you know how to invoke his presence yes. and, and, and have the heavens open. Yes. Oh, he comes looking for you mm. because he feeds on it. Yes. He loves it. Yes. And anything that you love, you go after. That's right. So for me, that's why when I worship, I don't I don't take it lightly. Because I don't know how to worship and feel empty. Mm, mm. You know? Yes. I don't I don't know I don't know how to, to worship and feel empty. Mm. So when I worship for me, it's like even though I already know now, I know the benefits of a deep worship. Because there is no way that God would come to visit me. Mm. And then leave. And nothing changes. Yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So instead of me sometimes wasting my time and, and telling him this and doing this. No, I just go, I just go in some real, 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 real next level worship until yes. because I know when he leaves. Mm. Mm. That visit comes with benefits. That's yes. it. That's so, right. So, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's not that, leaving that's, you empty. Mm -hmm. He never leaves you. He never leaves you empty. That's that's Amen. that's just worship. Amen. And that's what I love about worship. Okay, so one last word. We're gonna do this, and I like to do that with all the guests. Uh, we're gonna leave the audience, the listeners, because this is gonna be transferred into the podcast. So we're gonna leave the audience and the listener with one last word. Something that they will leave from here. Something that was, if someone's listening right now that is down, someone can leave from here full. Someone came on here to hear a word, uh, a word of refreshing, a word to inspire. Can you give us one last word? Mm. When you go, when you buy a plane ticket, when you go and go through all the process, when you're about to board the plane, when you get on the plane, hmm. do you go to the control room <laughs> or go to your seat? Mm. Go to your seat. You go to your seat, right? Yes. Do you go asking the pilot for his qualifications? Yeah, no. And how many experience years of experience he has? No. But you take your seat believing that that flight will land well. Yeah. Hey. Even mm. during turbulence. Yes. Jesus. Great. Yeah. What that exemplifies trust. Yes. Belief. Mm. Belief in a common man that makes mistakes like you but you will never ask him that question Jesus hmm. because you never do that hmm. you should never question God even when things look like it's going wrong hmm. 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 knowing his qualifications knowing who he's beyond qualifications he's not like man he would not yeah. lie he would not fail yeah. but just because things are not going the way you want it mm. doesn't mean you should question his ability to take care of you and to deliver well wow 
Yeah. All you have to do, just believe. Believe it's going to happen, no matter what the time is, no matter how long it is. Sometimes, maybe you even have a stronger resilience. That's why God is even stretching you long. Yeah. So you will be a testimony to somebody who's weaker than you. Hmm. Yes, yes. So if you can believe in a pilot, hmm. you should have no question for God. Jesus. That is a word right there. They say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. We get in that plane, we some of us, I know, when I get in that plane, the first thing I do is pull, put the shade down and go to sleep. Trust right. me that this pilot is going to take me, okay? <laughs> so that is a word right there. We should not question God because he has the whole world in his hands. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that message. Um, we're going to go ahead and close. <laughs> I know this is good, but we want to stick within an hour. So I thank you, Pastor Moses Soiree, for coming on here today. I know it's been how kind of difficult trying to reach you. I'm like, hey, God, please. But I do appreciate you coming on and sharing your song, sharing your stories and your testimonies with us. Uh, these people have gotten spoiled. They, they, they like to hear the artist. Before we go into a word of prayer, just give us a little bit of worship, you know? If, if you don't mind giving us a little bit of worship and then you close us up with a word of prayer, we would appreciate it. Amen. Okay. You got times and seasons in your hands. Oh, you call for light out of darkness. Yes. You don't need no man to be the God you are. Yes, yes. You have chosen mm. to call me your own. Hallelujah. Mm. You got times and seasons in your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You call forth light out of darkness. Yes, yes. You don't need no to be the God you are. Yes. You have chosen mm -hmm. to call me your own. Yes. You oh, are God yes. from beginning to the end. Yes. There's no place for argument. Yes. You are God all by yourself. Mm. Yeah, you, you are God yes. from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. Hallelujah. You're God all by yourself. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are God. There's no place for argument. Can't argue about it. He is God. Absolutely no place for Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you just can, can close us with a, in a word of prayer, just close us in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord. preservation of life. Yes, Lord. We thank you for speaking. Even when we don't hear your voice, we still trust your plans. Yes, yes. yes. We thank you for intervention in our life during our darkest moments. Those moments that when we have no answers. Mm. But we still thank you for being God and God all by yourself. All for God beyond able. Mm. The God who knows all things. Uh, Father, I don't know who is watching, but I know that somebody has a burning desire. Hmm. Something that they have gone through, something that they are they, they have been praying for, an expected end. 
Mm. and end that will put a smile on your face. Yes. Father, you are not a respecter of place, time, mm. and, and, and location, or, or, or scenarios. Mm. You, you don't need a certain time to move. You can move right on this live video and give testimony. Yes, Lord. You don't need a prophetic revival to be able to speak into people's situation. You speak mm. now. Yes. And so, Father, I invite you to speak now. Right now. I declare and speak a testimony into someone's situation right now. Yes, Lord. And that, may that testimony come forth in the mighty name of Yeshua Hamashiach, son of the Thank you for who you are and who you've always been. Yes, we gave you glory. We gave you the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we're going to close with this worship song. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, Mother. Thank, thank, thanks for having me. Lord, you are my heaven. Everything Lord, you are my everything, we trust you, God. My
please subscribe to his YouTube channel, Pastor Moses Soiree. God bless you. God bless you. And you have a wonderful Sunday. Y'all, y'all need to bless me. Today was my anniversary. I got my poor husband sitting now waiting on me because we had dinner plans. Oh, but you know what? Anything for God. We've been married 17 years. And you know what? God still bless us. So I thank God for this time. Next Sunday, same time, same place. Facebook Live will be here. Have a good rest of the day. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.